0: You're listening to Strictly Business Podcast with Lindsay Williams.
1: It's Wednesday, so it's time for Wayne on Wednesday. Wayne McCurry is a portfolio manager at FMB Wealth and Investment in Johannesburg. Wayne, it, everything's gone a bit quiet, hasn't it? There's, there's not much to get our teeth into today.
0: Now, look, I must say, the whole market has been quite negative since the start of the year. You know, we had the great euphoria in December when the Fed signaled that interest rates are going to go down is the next move there's no more up movements and everyone was very very happy about that the markets were happy the rand was happy you know everything was 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 looking quite good and i expected that sentiment to continue in the new year not nearly to the same extent because we had an absolute cracker december and the last quarter but i thought the mood wouldn't change but the mood's not subdued, the mood has changed. I mean, the best example to me is MPLATS. In December, it was approaching a 1,000. You know, now it's 7,
1: 68
0: yeah. again. Yes, it's... You know, so the mood has changed. And whether it's the job starter or whether it's whatever, the mood has changed that uh, interest rates are still coming down, but the time thereof and the extent thereof has been pushed out and out and the extent has been diminished and diminished. So the market's sort of going back to where it was in October and November before the the Fed announcement.
1: Yes, and the other thing that's happened is that suddenly people are questioning when the Fed will will cut. I mean, they, yes. they, everyone thinks, well, almost knows. I know the um, the US ten-year was at one stage yielding 3.8%. It's now yielding yeah. um, about 4.12%. So, so the, yeah. the bond market has sold off. The S and P, on the other hand, I'm looking at my futures screen now. March futures approaching 5,000. Now I can't remember. Yeah. I, I can't remember the number when when the markets had quite a big sell-off. I think the S and P went down to to something like three thousand six hundred or, or something. So this has and been a, there. Yeah, it's been a really really big move. And on the subject of amplats, which you alluded to just now, I noticed that um, statement coming out of um, coming out of Anglo American talking about more cuts in the PGM sector, yes. and it, it, it sounded quite grim. When I am reading between the lines, they really sound as though they're having a terrible time. Yes. We are having, everyone's having
0: a terrible time if you in commodities because we're in a commodity down cycle. Mm. But that's when the opportunity arises to buy the shares because that's when they're cheap, you know. And we've spoken about this, but it's a, it's, it's a very large recurring theme, of one of the only things I've learned in investments, and that's to do with cycles. So, in simplistically, we're cheap. Don't ever try and find a reason to buy it because there aren't any. That's why it's cheap. So in mm-hmm. other words, you are surrounded by reasons not to buy the share when it's cheap. Like Pats, we can talk about that. All you're hearing is job cuts. Times are tough. We're not making money. That's very normal for this time of the cycle. It doesn't mean that the cycle can't change. And that's the key difference in all of this is that essentially you are surrounded by bad news, and bad news peaks the day before the share turns up. So the biggest deluge or bad news you'll get is the day before the share to the share turns. And exactly the same on the downside. Don't when the shares expensive, don't ever try and find a reason to sell it because you'll only be surrounded for reasons as to why it's only going to go up. And also, you know, the good news peaks the day before the share price falls. And you know, this is the difficult part of being in investments is you actually got to go contrary to what you feel and what you hear quite a bit of the time. Look, certain shares you just buy and hold. Bidvest, corp, maybe even some of the banks, ShopRite, uh, you just buy and hold them and, and you don't even worry up, down, left, right. And of course, I'm just talking domestic shares now. You know, maybe the magnificent seven. You don't worry too much about it. You just buy and hold, but you don't do that with commodity shares. What you try and call the cycle.
1: When you uh, speak about Anglo American Platinum, you said it went up to a thousand. Now, where did it come? Close to nine eighty. Yeah, where did, where did it come 000, from? 000. Uh, no, but on, on the way up because it was way below a, uh, that that nine eighty level <coughs> at one stage, and then In bounced the up to it. Where was it? Yeah,
0: when they when they almost went bankrupt 2015 i think it got to 250 bucks and the next stop was two and a half thousand mm. but very recently it got to about 6 and then it bounced up to 1,000 back at 760.
1: Well, you see, this is interesting because we had that bounce back because people uh, had thought that the cycle was over and it was due to, to go on a, on a bit of a charge. It's now come back. And if you're a chartist, you'll probably be looking at that, that relatively short period of one year or something, and you'll say, okay it's done exactly right. What, what it should do. It's gone up, it's come back down again, made a double bottom, which is a quite a powerful uh, formation in many people's eyes, and so we should we should go, go from here again, whether it be this month or next month, whenever, but I mean, uh, that's encouraging. Yes, yeah, you definitely. Yes, the difficulty of the market, sir.
0: If the next inflation number is good, yeah, we'll go back to December. Now, a lot was put on the This jobs report that came out on Friday. Now, I'm not a a, a contrarian by nature or or an overly skeptic by nature, but I read an article that said the jobs number, because remember, if, if, if listeners don't know about it, it was so powerful. It was incredibly powerful. And I read an article and this person said, you know, this looks a bit strange. And they mentioned two things. They said, first of all, you know, with statistics, lies, damn lies, and statistics, they say the January adjustments they make to get, you know, the seasonal adjustments they make in January and many other reasons. And they even mentioned the COVID base. They say the Department of Labor in America is an incredibly difficult task getting the January numbers right in particular.
1: Okay.
0: So there's there's revisions and all of that, but I mean, that's statistics. But the second thing I mentioned was quite important. The numbers that came out on Wednesday and Thursday of the household survey, the household survey showed zero jobs created in the last year, not the last month, the last year.
1: How can that be? And
0: they showed, I don't know, and they showed in the household survey, they showed that the wage growth was 2%, not the 4% that the Department of Labor, the, 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 the monthly Friday jobs report came out.
1: Mm.
0: So, you know, what's right? Where is right? Who is right? But anyway, that doesn't matter. If the next number is positive, be it jobs or inflation, we'll go back to December. If the next number is negative, we'll just carry on in this malaise. So in other words, what I'm saying is, It can actually turn on the proverbial sixpence, on the ticky. Yes. Just everything's data dependent. So now no one says job cuts in March, not as sausage. But if the next inflation number comes out and inflation comes in below consensus and the next jobs number comes out and that's a poor number, a rate cut in March is back on the cards again. You know, I don't think we'll see a rate cut in March. That's my personal opinion. But, you know, the current consensus is only 1% cut this year, four cuts of quarter. You know, that, that's quite low. That's quite small. Yeah. And, but everything's auto-dependent. So it can, literally charge, it can literally change positive or negative depending on the next bit of data that comes out.
1: Yes, exactly. I don't know why the Fed ever changes its stance anyway. Why don't they just say, well, if the data's good, we'll do this. If it's bad, we'll do that. And we can't, we can't tell any more than you can. I, I don't know why they, they keep on coming out with these press conferences and everyone hangs on Jerome Powell's every word. He's going to say the same thing. Not yet. Yes, when, he does say the same thing. You consistently- please say the same thing if inflation is above the target
0: range no. consistently yes. yes now now what we but, but what we must all recognize is that this cycle it's still a cycle interest rate inflation now it's still a cycle but it's actually very different to previous cycles on a positive viewpoint because if you just take the long bond went from 0.6 percent to 4. now in my mind now, I didn't think there'd be a serious recession because I know that household debt and company debt is nothing like it work. So, But I still thought that's a massive increase. That's the steepest percentage increase in interest rates the U.S. has ever had. Damn it, I thought there'd be a recession. Might be a mild recession, might be a short-duration recession, but I still thought there'd be a recession, that the economy would not be able to handle such a Massive, I mean really massive increase in interest rate. That's, that's that's confounded me is as to why there isn't worse
1: economic news
0: than what we're getting now. Yes, it's, Because it, it is I would have sworn, blind we would it's very strange this.
1: Yeah, I wonder who's going to be it right. Ultimately, is. it worries me a little bit. you just said that with the with the S and P at record all time record highs, because it means the line of least resistance is to the downside, and uh, it could be it could be a washout if they get some horrible news. And also, the geopolitics suddenly is becoming is suddenly becoming very heightened. in, in yeah, more important Aggressiveness. Than that. Exactly right. I think it was David Cameron, the UK's foreign minister, who said. He's an experienced man. He said that he's never ever seen such sort of uh, such a threat from various flashpoints, and we know what they are. So he's he was worried about it. So that's got me worried as well. Okay. The other thing that's uh, I, I, that has been very bad for me in two thousand and twenty-four, Wayne, is the um, is my enthusiasm towards cooking any 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 food. I've sort of gone into my shell. So I have to um, I have to get I have to get my inspiration from you. Have you got any Have you got any since last
0: week? Well I suppose I've always got I've always got a food story yeah, uh, to 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 tell. But I'll go back to one of my favorites that we actually haven't discussed for a very long time because I haven't made them for a very long time. Okay. That's devil eggs.
1: Oh yeah, you told me about that that once. Yes, yeah, just 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 describe how you do. it Yeah, again. but that
0: was now a good couple of a good couple of years ago, and in this last week or so, I've been making them again. So it's quite a simple, and they are delicious. It's mm. quite a simple recipe: boil eggs 10, 12 minutes, immediately dunk them in cold water, yeah. and in fact, after two or three minutes, that water starts to warm up. Put new cold water in. The eggs must be cold when they come out of the cold water because then you can peel them easily Mm. so what you do then is you crack them a few times on the table, you rub them on the table with your hand and it cracks the eggs nicely and then they peel beautifully cut them in half, take the yolks out but then you add about two teaspoons of mayonnaise, two teaspoons of sandwich spread (laughs) then I add a little bit of garlic into it yeah. I take some chilies. Chili I got I got a chili and uh, chili and ginger like mix. I chop up maybe a quarter teaspoon, half a teaspoon of that, chop that up, and then there's two well three special ingredients. One's I suppose one's not so special, grated cheese. Yes. But then I cake Malay curry powder. Ah, oh, there's the secret and you, you put a mm. good, you could have put a good, good few pinchfuls of this cake miller curry powder into it. And then the other thing is from Woolworths, you can buy uh, onion sprinkles. Nice and crispy little onion sprinkles. It's a hell of a concoction. You put that in.
1: That's like seven Ooh, ingredients. It is, it, it is delicious. Okay, so but you, been said, making so- you said you took the yolks out. Where did the yolks go? No, then you mix the yolks up with all of that stuff and put them back in the oh, so you mix, okay. mix all of that together with the
0: mm. And then you put that back in the in the egg. Now I'm I'm making four eggs each each morning because unfortunately sometimes when you say shell cracks on one of them and the white the of the egg comes out mm. and then you can't use that one for a for a for, for, for the basis. Oh, cool. But the dog's very happy about that because <laughs> every morning he's getting a nice hard
1: boiled egg and he absolutely loves it. Very good. He's, he's a real McCurry, that dog. Okay. Yeah. All right, Wayne. He doesn't, I, I'm going ch- to mix. He doesn't get the other mix, he just
0: gets the hard boiled egg. And he doesn't mind it if you. If you you heated with the shell on.
1: He quite likes the shell. That's very good. Very quite full, likes the crunch. full of calcium for his young teeth. Yeah. Um, okay. yeah. All right, Wayne, thank you very much for your time. Hopefully the market's a bit busier next week. That's Wayne McCurry, Portfolio Manager at FMV Wealth and Investment in Johannesburg. <laughs> the views and opinions expressed in these podcasts are those of Lindsay Williams and various contributors and do not reflect the policy, position, or